and welcome to ABW Live. Here to talk Arsenal four, four goals and Leeds two. Um, how are we all? Let's just say a quick hello to who was in the box first. Jack Armstrong. I hope you're not related to... Actually, if you are related to the Armstrong at Southampton, give him a call and see if we can sign him because he's quite good. Uh, so today I'm joined by my wonderful... My Valentine's for today. Oh. This is my Valentine's for today. It's Danny, the GFB. How are you, Danny? You've sunk to rock bottom if I'm your Valentine, so good, <laughs> a good looking, understandable for me. I, I've I've struck gold, but for you, it's rock bottom. <laughs> well, I'll take, mate. You're a keeper for sure, <laughs> only because I can't get away. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How are you? How's your day um, been? I'm good, mate. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was great stuff. Um, lots of goals to talk about. Some VAR decisions. Some substitutions as well that people got angry about, which is always funny that. People get angry when we score four goals and win a game. Um, yeah, so really good. Hello to everyone else in the box as well. Um, sorry, I'm not ignoring you all, but I can't read all your names out because other people do listen to this and they probably get bored of hearing us reading them all out at the start. Well, um, I, remember, I take it out of the podcast bits so they don't have to hear it. Oh, well, fuck it. All right. Well, then I've done I'll... that once in 359 shows. <laughs> yeah. You know who you are. All the regulars are in. It's good to see you all. Um, let's talk about the lineups then first, Danny. Um, we had a week off because of no FA Cup, obviously, boo. But we had a Bamiang starting up front, Martin Odegaard, which I've probably still said wrong, or Odegaard, as you said, we're allowed to call him, uh, got his first start. Death Row Records moved out to the left. Um, Cedric still starting a left back, and Bob Holding rested as well. Um, what did you make of the lineup and the fact, like, no Lacazette, uh, no Pepe, who's been in really good form, and and Bob dropped as well? I'm surprised that Bob was dropped because Louise is no one's real favourite. For me, my back three is well, Gabriel's number one, and then it's between Mari and Holding as as my backup. And I think all season we can go rotating all three depending on the games. And Louise come in when it's not an important game because you know there's a ricket in him every game, but he, every game, but he's just he's he's annoying. The fullbacks you can do nothing about. Leno obviously coming straight back in again. Like I'm glad to see Sabios in the midfield because I think. He is the the closest player we've got, as in can attack, defend, and create. To I don't know any of the players we've had in the past because Party mm. isn't really going to do any of that. Lot uh, not maybe more a uh, closer to a Wilshire because he's not a Ramsey because Ramsey would score loads of goals and assists. But closer to a Wilshire, so you need someone in a little bit of creative spark. But now we've got Odegaard Martin to his mates. Uh, maybe he's going to be the one that's going to come in. I was interested to see what position they were going to play in. Because um, Saka, Odegaard, and Rowe can all play in any one of those three positions, and all they could all probably play out front a little bit. Odegaard is left-footed, so we had a, a left-footed Saka on the right, a right-footed Rowe on the left, and Odegaard in the middle doing that. And it was nice to see Aubameyang playing as a striker, which is the position he's made his career in, and got an opt rating of nine point three. Almost had four goals. He's only is this. I've got a question, a quiz for you later about our last oh, week God. Premier League hat-tricks because <laughs> I wouldn't have got them. Uh, yeah, so that I was looking up. He did, he's actually scored four goals in a game in the league once before. That's for Dortmund against, um, I tweeted, against Hamburg in 2016. But his last his last hat-trick in the league was against your lot in the Bundesliga in 2017, uh, a few months before he joined us. Oh, dear. Yeah. He did score a hat trick in the cup that season as well, a little bit before, um, sooner than this. But I'm really happy with that line. I, I looked at that and I thought, I don't think there's any weak points there. Suarez has really come through and shown that he is a 
He's a, he's a very important player, whether he's playing left or right. I mean, sometimes a couple of times he's been found out being right-footed playing at left-back, but you, you, what else are we going to do? Were you happy with it all? Yeah, I mean, I was excited to see, one, to see Odegaard start and to see how him and Smith-Rowe would interchange. You know, Saka has predominantly stayed out on the right since he's been playing there, but he can come inside and can switch to the left. But really, it was those two to see how they would play together. Um, when I originally saw the lineup, I didn't, actually look at the two centre midfielders I just assumed that one of probably Erdegaard might be playing as an eight or something and then I saw Sabias in there um, so that for me was exciting uh, seeing Aubameyang through the middle again I think you got to think about I know we've had a week off but there's some players who haven't had enough game time they're trying to get minutes into their legs and we've got I think it's like Benfica, Leicester was it Benfica, Man City, Benfica, Leicester? Something like that, our run is, which is really horrible. It's, it's not a good run. No, it's, it's not an easy run. So you had to see some rotation, get minutes into people and try and get the confidence up. And I think today we'll do that. Um, to jump yeah. into the game itself, I mean, the first half, we just really dominated. I know Leeds had that early chance with Bamford with the header wide. But other than that, I think he had one other shot in the first half, which was... Uh, a decent header he got he got to, but it was too close for Leno and he covered his um, his near post really well. But I just thought we really dominated the game. We pressed them well in the right positions. We were patient. And um, he's not quite back to his full tilt of last season, but Aubameyang looked really on it today. And his goal, the first one today in particular, that for me was classic Aubameyang. Really nice interplay between all the players in the midfield, finding a bit of space for himself and just running at the defence. And just didn't think too much about it. A couple of little stepovers, cut inside, first-time shot and and goal. And that that's the Aubameyang we've been missing. He's obviously had all the problems off the pitch with his family and everything else. And looks like all of that's okay now. Thankfully, his mum's doing better. And just really, really pleased for him. Because if he's firing and with the players that we've got playing behind him at the moment and the form that everyone's in, like Smith-Rowe, Saka, Pepe as well, uh, Odegaard looks like he's going to be a really good signing at least till the end of the season. They're going to be able to supply the bullets for him to get the goals all day long. So really, really pleased with that that first goal for him. What did you, what did you make of Aubameyang today, Danny? It's uh, he looked happy. He looks to uh, maybe we'll find out in years to come that he's form at the beginning of the season. He's nine goals. He was nine goals down on this point last season with the same number of games. Maybe it'd come out and he write a book or, or give an interview and say, "Yeah, his mum was really ill. It's on his mind." Like my cats, one of my cats says, "I haven't seen him for a day." Bird count, and I'm concerned about that. I don't know if I could go and play for the Arsenal. No, one of my cats is, uh, but they're getting his dirty stuff out. So uh, those, so those things can really affect your game. But he looked up for it, and plus playing him in his right position. We don't want to play him out wide. We don't need to play him out wide anymore. Not when we've got so many quick young players that can play on either side and swap over. And uh, the older he gets, the, the less he's going to be able to rely on his pace. And the first half of the season, it was all crosses and saying that. Oh, don't give him crosses. He doesn't score from crosses. Scored from a cross today with a, with a lovely header. So it's just brilliant to see him see him back doing doing what he does. And now you just got to think, is Arteta going to drop him for the next game? Because that is the kind of thing Arteta would do. Go, yeah, Benfica, you're dropped, bring in Lacazette. When a player's on a roll like this, like like we saw at the beginning of the season with Lacazette, where he scored three goals in three games, then he was dropped, then he came back partway through the season, was on a scoring run again, and then was dropped. 
makes you wonder why does he do these things maybe he just he just likes to make everyone's life harder but there is no downsides to those i don't care if, if we'd have beat them 4-3 or 5-4 or whatever the fact that we won we scored goals we look good and everyone's playing really well and the fan base is going to be happy until well until the next time we uh something well until william came on the fan base was happy <laughs> oh god yeah I'll, I'll bring that up later um yeah, yeah no it, I just thought, um, I was listening to Arsenal this week and Tim Stillman was talking about it and said that Arsenal, whether Arteta likes it or not, basically made their decision on who the striker is by giving Aubameyang that contract and not offering a new one to Lacazette. Um, so, yeah, for me, his link play might not be quite as quite as good or slightly different style to what Lacazette offers, but he just finds space and, and you know, and the way Leeds play as well today, it made sense that, they do tend to try and press. There will be gaps in behind and he can exploit, um, you know, the, the gaps between the centre-backs and the full-backs. You saw him pulling left a lot. I think they had Shackleton, I think it was, playing at right-back, who I'm not sure is their normal... I'm not sure if he's their normal right-back. They had eight players out injured. I don't yeah. know what level in the, in the squad they'd have made it to, but eight, that's going to... That's going to be hard. But they're the so, most important ones. They're goalkeeper and um, Harrison and Bamford are their three best players for me. Yeah. And they, Rafinha as well is really, really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think they try to exploit that. And we know that else is like, he comes out and tells you what the team lineup is going to be four days before the game anyway. So, <laughs> and he never lies either. He just says, yeah, this is the lineup. This is the way we're going to play. So <laughs> I'm sure yeah. I paid attention to that. Um, we'll, we'll go on to the second goal because um, there are a lot of goals to talk about. But before we get to the second penalty, we'll talk about the first one that was given and then not given. Um, so for anyone who didn't see it, Saka's got the ball. He was great again today. Amazing. Didn't matter how much they kicked him or, or tried to foul him. He just the, the kid's unbelievable. But he runs through some really nice interplay between him. I think Erdogan's involved, Sabias as well. Um, beats one player. Looks to me like he's fouled by, I think it's Alioski. Um, outside the box, and as he's going into the box, he either drags his foot or possibly gets caught by the. I think it's one of it might have been uh, Stroikic or Cooper. I'm not sure who it was who came across him, but made body contact and went down. And the penalty was given. When I saw it in real time, I thought straight away, "Yep, that's a penalty." Like not not a problem at all. Um, and then I watched the VAR review, and they actually played it at full speed for once, which was which was nice, and immediately changed my mind um, and thought, "Oh." It's a foul, but I think it's a free kick from outside the box. Referee goes, checks VAR, and gives it no penalty. Oh, it was Cooper, as the chat box saying. Thank you, yeah. Mr. Waffles and Junior Salmon. Yeah. Um, what was your take on that, Danny? Because I saw lots of... Obviously, we were all upset from the Wolves game. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> oh, God, who else did we lose to the other day? Whoever it was, Villa. That was it, yeah. Um, lots of people saying David Luiz would have been sent off for that. And it would have been a red card and whatever else. For me, that was a foul outside the box. As he's gone in, he's felt contact from the other player, left his leg a little bit to get dragged and then and then gone down. Um, I don't have a problem with him going down there and trying to win the penalty. I've got no issue with that. I don't think that's like a dive like, say, Salah did uh, last weekend. But I didn't think it was a penalty. What was your opinion on it? After I've answered this question, Nick's mm. reminded me I have to do that. Oh, yes. Um, my notes were... Um, Pair. 33 minutes, Pen, Saka running into the box. Cooper leans on him a bit and he went over. Ref checked the monitor and changed his mind. So like you, I thought straight away, well, if that if Louise is a penalty, virtually any contact anywhere within half a mile of the box now counts as a penalty. 
And then you see it again, and you think, well, he did like he did the um, what's the uh, the bloke? You going out? Or you going out? Out? Uh, what's his? Oh name? yeah. Um, yeah, I know you mean. Yeah, Someone in the chat box will tell us as well. <laughs> he's doing that when the young boys of London they're walking on. They go, uh, "Limp one, drag one, limp one, drag." I think he dragged <laughs> one. I think he dragged that one out a little bit to try and uh, make sure he got into the box and then went down. You can't blame the bloke for trying. And I suppose, I suppose if if we moan that the rules against VAR are not really fair for us, then if looking at that, that was probably the fairest result. Although I'd have given a penalty, you'd have given a penalty. Saka didn't look happy that he didn't get a penalty. The fans didn't seem to care because there's none of them there. But going, if we want, if we want VAR done properly, that wasn't a penalty. Yeah, I I think it was the right decision. The the issue I have with it is that I don't think it was a penalty, but I think there should have been a free kick outside the box. I think that's where the initial foul is from Alioski. And then Cooper, I don't think, actually fouls Saka. There's nothing wrong with contact. Um, it's Mickey Flanagan is the comedian. We're hey, from, yeah. uh, oh, I'll, I'll make Rich from the podcast got that one in there. Hey. Um, yeah, so it's weird. The, the whole referees have got an agenda against Arsenal thing. Is Honestly, it's boring. I, I don't think it's true well, at if all. If you don't put yourself in the positions for the referee to make the decision, then, then you're going to be all right, aren't you? Yeah, it was like years ago when they said certain referees like Mike Dean or uh, who was the other ones? Mike Riley, Graham Powell, was he one yeah. of them? They'd always say, oh, they always give decisions against Arsenal, Arsenal, blah, 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 blah. They always referee the big games. In the big games, the best teams will put you in positions where you're most likely to make an error and they'll get in your box more. But that's I think probably, that that's why we get decisions against us. But I think Josh the other day went through some VAR stats and how many times certain teams have had things overturned. Mm-hmm. I think Liverpool were like highest or something on, on decisions yeah, overturned by VAR. And, time. <laughs> and it, I guarantee if you look, VAR isn't an issue. The referees aren't of the quality that they should be. I think the the big the big thing is, as an Arsenal fan, and I'm guilty of it as well, you'll watch your games all season, you'll see all the decisions against you, you'll be annoyed about it, and that's all you remember. You won't remember any of the ones where you've got it in your favour, and you won't watch other teams, because if you look at Sheffield United, Leeds, you can go through every single club in the league, and you'll look through and go, oh, actually, it happens to absolutely every single team up and down the league. So it's more the quality of the refereeing. I don't think there's an agenda against Arsenal. I think it's nonsense, to be honest. Well, um, people look back at the Man United 50th game thing, didn't they? Well, that was yeah. definitely the referee was in cahoots with them. And as far as we're concerned, that's a precedent that will never be, be mm. broken. Shall I do the, the predictions? Yes, go for it. We we Because um, Danny does a preview show Hello. Uh, for different <laughs> games, which he did with Nick, I believe, yesterday. Yes. Um, so we had lots of people predicting the score lines. Can I just say, I do a predictor thing at work. We have a little whip round, put some money in the pool. Last month, I won it, got the most points for the month. So far this month, I've done awful. In fact, all this weekend, except for this game, because I predicted 4-2 Arsenal. So I got it spot on. I'm very happy. Huh, See, good. now I'm, I'm supposed to fill a bit whilst Danny is looking for the... He, no, he's trying to be with, professional. No, I'm just thinking whether <laughs> I should just share the screen or not. Can you see the screen? Oh, just the, or yeah, probably everyone else can see it bigger than me because I, I, I cannot. Yeah, All right, there you go. First person in there is me, obviously, because I was top. I put Arsenal three, Leeds one. Ray Anderson put two one Arsenal. Um, who else? Loki six one to Arsenal. Loki's just uh, he's off his mind. Uh, Matt L. Roberts, who did the preview of the last one, said one nil. Where I've won the Highbury in, which is me again, five three. Oh, that sounds. Are well, you putting two different predictions, Danny? Well, that yeah. is definitely cheating. Got it cornered. Uh, who is this one? This person is uh, a name that I don't know. Why hasn't it come up with their name? 
Oh, his name is Life of TikToks, my TikTok channel. <laughs> Arsenal <laughs> nil leads to and Nam stuck put two one to the Arsenal. Mr. Waffles one nil leads. I think Mr. Waffles, David, you're in here. You're fired. Get out. Lids, lids, lids put five one. That's a great name. Luke Howard nil nil. And uh, well, there you go. That was all of them. So uh, there you go. That's that your your chance to be on the show. See, there you go. So if you've got a TikTok channel. Make that your YouTube username. Put your <laughs> yeah. prediction in on the YouTube bit, and then um, Danny will Danny will shout you out on the next show or whoever's doing it. If we no, remember. we'll forget next time. Yeah, we probably will. Unless <laughs> <laughs> Nick reminds us. Uh, now, a couple of minutes after that, we do get a penalty. Hurrah! Um, this time, I didn't have an issue with it at all. Their goalkeeper. Oh dear. Um, I assume uh, Meslier has come straight from the French league because he looks very farmerish. Uh, I can say this because Chris is not on Twitter anymore, obviously, and he never watches our YouTube doesn't shows. He watch watch it, no. doesn't watch you, it, doesn't listen. Could you hear the Morris spells on his, on his, oh, on his ankles? I, feel, <laughs> I do feel sorry for Leeds fans because it must be very exciting to be back in the Premier League. They're like, sitting pretty comfortable. They're you know, 15 points clear of the bottom. They're going to stay up. It's like, well done. They've done it playing nice football. But you have this kid in goal today who... For, again, for anyone who didn't see it, he's got the ball. Saka's closing him down the way we press, like we have done most of the season. He decide, he looks like he's going to kick it long and then changes his mind. Saka nicks the ball and he completely wipes Saka out. There was no VAR going to check it or anything else. It was penalty. Give, uh, ref gives a penalty. VAR obviously do check it, but they just said, yep, correct decision. No need to review it. And up steps Aubameyang and absolutely buries it. 2-0 Arsenal. Very comfortable. Um, Do I have, a, have I got a picture for that one? Is this the is that the penalty? No, that's not the penalty. How is it a penalty, Danny? There's two Leeds players there. That's I don't the, know what that's angle. The first goal. That's Maybe the first it was goal. Taken from behind. <laughs> was this the celebration of the penalty? Could have been. This, that that might have been the celebration of the penalty. Who <laughs> well, I know. This, I know that wasn't the penalty. That was his first no, goal. That's the first goal. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Anyway, stuff. at least I tried. <laughs> Stealing yeah. other people's pictures. T- two nil and cruising. Um, and then again, we've got so many goals to talk about. We've got to speed up a little bit. And mm. then a third goal before the half is out. Um, a certain man in Spain might be a little bit upset. Everyone else in Spain is probably cheering because it's Hector Bellerin. Um, with a Look lovely that. goal. I was ready. Absolutely. That was very professional. Why is Indy Chris in the corner? That's confusing. Because <laughs> the only way we can get Chris on the show. <laughs> Imagine if we could move the head round and put it on top of Bellerin. Oh, dear. Oh, that's great. Um, no, that the, if you haven't seen the goal, I mean, the actual finish oh, itself is great. It, it's again, it's poor goalkeeping. He's at his near yeah. post and he should be saving it. He's but bounce again, didn't he? <laughs> the build up to the goal is amazing. At one point in it, Saka does. If, if no one's ever seen the film, um, Escape to Victory, it's very weird. It's got Pele and Sylvester Stallone in it, World War II, <laughs> and prisoners playing against the Germans. Michael Caine. Yeah, there's a great scene where Pele says, you give me the ball and I do this. And he draws this line on the chalkboard and runs around the entire team and scores a goal. Yeah. And Saka nearly did that. He went from one side of the box <laughs> to the other and dragged the entire Leeds team with him. Just Sorry, no one could tackle him. It's amazing. Go on. Right. Uh, here we go. 44th minute goal. Saka runs into the box on the right, then across the box, weaving in and out of all the players, then pass it to Alba, who lobs it to the other side of the box. Ceballos gets it, lays it off to Bellerin, who then gets past his man, panics, and has a shot on goal, which goes under the keeper and scores. Magnificent is what I put. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's yeah re- really really good like just Saka was just exceptional again today up until about 60 70 minutes then he got to then he started to tire a bit but yeah they just couldn't get the ball off him and like Danny said uh goes to a Bamiang crosses it to Hector nods it down to Tobias and it's a really nice little ball from Tobias completely falls all the Leeds defense they think he's going to go out wide with it and he just boom little nutmeg for the pass Hector, nice first touch, gets away from his man and just drives it as hard as he can into the near post. And yeah, a better goalkeeper saves that, but great goal, really pleased for Hector. I think he's been much better this season. That was just just brilliant. And yeah, 3-0, half-time, just absolutely lovely stuff, totally cruising. Come out second half, uh, Leeds made, did they make a double change? I think at, yeah, they did. They made a double change at half-time. For at first, I thought they were twins because they're very similar haircuts. Because I don't know that much about the Leeds players. You know, I was surprised by that substitution because I thought Jack Harrison um, was one of their. Really but, good, yeah, yeah, he's one of their he's, good players, and he put some good crosses goals. in for him as well in the first half. But yeah, they made made a double change. Um, but you know, Bielsa is he likes to you know make big decisions and stuff. He does love his fiddle. fiddle. Yeah, he loves Apparently. a fiddle. Apparently Nick predicted 4-2, if anybody listened to the show. We do the prediction show every, um, the day before every game now, and I'm, I get you listeners on, because most of my lot can't be bothered, mm. uh, especially Chris can't be bothered. So, uh, yeah, if you want to come on and you've got the right stuff, we'll, we'll get you on. Right, go on, carry on, John. Nick just wanted me to point that out. Well, that's right. Um, yeah, and then we get straight into the second half, and within two minutes, Abamyang has his first hat-trick for Arsenal. I honestly, I'd never realised he hadn't got a hat trick before because he scored so many goals for us already. I thought, oh, he must have, must have scored one by now. But um, oh, just go on, Danny. You can describe this one. We are now up to the oh the Leeds goal. No, no, no. This is Abamyang's third, our, our fourth. His hat trick. Oh, right, here we go. 46th minute goal. Saka makes the run through the middle. Then it's a kerfuffle, which is an actual footballing term. And the ball comes out to Cedric, who puts it wide left for Smithrow. Looked like it might have been offside there, apparently, according to them, the commentators, who crosses it for Alba to score his first ever hat-trick for Arsenal. His last league hat-trick was the 23rd of September 2017 via the rubbish German side, Borussia Mönchengladbach. And Oi. who and then who was the and Borussia Dortmund captain that day? Uh, Borussia just, Dortmund captain that day. Yeah, we just got rid of him. Uh, just got rid of him? Yeah. Oh, hang on. I'm trying to think now. Well, it's not Mkhitaryan, is it? No. Um, Christ. Who have we got rid of? We got rid of so many players, I can't think. He's, he went this month. He's, he's fucked off the Greece. Oh, Socrates. Socrates there we go. captain. I forget, he hasn't played all season. I completely and, forgot he played for Arsenal. <laughs> and, and an unknown little striker up front was uh, playing alongside him was... Pulisic. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, sorry. It's not his first uh, hat-trick for Arsenal. It's his first Premier League hat-trick, I should yeah. say. Yeah. Thank you for correcting me. As always, the chat knows more than us and should be doing this and instead of us. <laughs> yeah, well, um, he, also, do, he has scored a hat-trick for Dortmund after that, but that was in the cup as well. So I do, did, I do, do have a question things. for you, Danny. Um, go, go, go. Do you think Smith-Rowe was having a shot or was it a cross? Well, apparently Saka has had no end of grief from the England squad for saying that was a shot, not a cross. <laughs> and so I think Smith might, might well have learnt his lesson and gone, it, it, was, it was a cross, not a shot. It was a shot, not a cross. Yeah. I'm not sure if he meant that. Well, if, if, if he did mean it or didn't mean it, it was pinpoint on his head. So I'm going to go cross. Like, yeah. If you think um, some people might say it was a um, it was a shot. 
Yeah, why if, not? If, I did. mean, if that was across, then yeah, just brilliant vision. And and again, it what it showed was up to that point in the game, we'd pressed leads really well. We were winning the ball high up the pitch, which was causing them problems. Um, I think this is what teams should be doing to leads more often. And uh, sort of teams low. I know we're low down the league, but other teams low down the league are a bit guilty of not doing this to leads because you will make them, uh, you know, enforced errors. Well, um, I said on the show last night that in their last six away Premier League games, they either scored 11 or scored 12 and conceded 11 or 12. Either way, 23 goals in the last six games. So add six to that. It's 29 goals in seven Premier League away games. Yeah. Oh, look what the fans are missing out on. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Um, yeah, and, you know, 4 up, we're cruising. Absolutely fine. Should just wrap it up. Yeah. Easy for, maybe a 5 nil. Maybe five. Leeds yeah. might get one, but you know, no. if they're going to get one, it's like yeah, late 80th minute. 88th minute, 89th minute, it's fine. You know, we can yeah. sort of, we'll cruise for another 10 minutes, then we'll start making some subs. You know, we can maybe bring on a Bamiang off, bring Lacazette on for a few minutes, maybe give Martinelli a run out. You can put El Nelny on as like your last sub just to shore things up or whatever. We'd be fine. Got Benfica coming up, wrestling players. Um, didn't quite go to plan because the guy whose name I cannot struck, I don't know how you say it properly. Dave, um, I think his first name yeah. is. Uh, it, it begins with a P, but it's a silent P, so it's definitely Dave Struk. <laughs> um, with an absolute fucking bullet header uh, from a corner. Really good yeah. ball in, and yeah, Gabriel, I think it's, uh, no, David Luiz, sorry, just gets beaten in the air. Brilliant, brilliant header from him. Um, I think Saka's a little bit guilty of letting him run. I think he's in his zone to pick the man up and try and block the runoff. But he's got the run and the jump on David Luiz. David Luiz can't do anything about it. Really, really good header. That happens. Uh, defensively speaking, we've been really solid from set pieces all season. I think that's only the second goal we conceded from a set piece if you don't count Aubameyang's own goal um, that he scored. I think we've got the second best defensive record in the league. Um I think it's only Man City you've got a better defensive record in the league this season than us. So I, I didn't have... It is. I didn't, so yeah. Oh, no, we've let in 25 now. Before that, oh, we were. Yeah. But Man City, 14. Chelsea, Villa, 24. Us on Spurs, ah, 25. Okay. Yeah, so joint we third then. We would have been second. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's, a, it's a good goal. And I thought, to be fair, I thought Leeds were probably worth a goal with the early chances they had for Bamford and Rafinha yeah. had a few chances. Harrison as well. Probably ones that he should have done um done a bit better with uh the people in the chat asking about the alioski substitution i do think that actually made a big difference um when he came off which was hilarious by the way again if you haven't seen it alioski is the player who got pepe sent off or pepe got himself sent off in the last game for being an idiot and been talking a lot before the game how he's looking forward to seeing his mate pepe again <laughs> pepe didn't get on today but he was warming up as alioski was walking off the pitch and we were four new up um, I was a little bit disappointed he didn't give him a wave as he walked off the pitch because he looked quite upset. That would have but been yeah, nice. that, that that substitution from Bielsa really did change the game, I think, for Leeds. They started to play much better. We became a little bit complacent, as you tend to do when you're 4-0 up. I thought our tempo dropped. Saka wasn't picking up his um, man as much. Um, you know, we weren't tracking the runners quite as well and helping out Hector and and helping out Cedric. And Leeds came back into the game. Um I don't have a huge issue with it. We'll just talk about they did score a second goal and it did end up 4 2. Uh, Held Acosta with a goal as well for them. He actually looked quite decent when he came on. Look, they had a few more chances in the second half. They were probably the better team. 
uh, in the second half. And if you want to take it in two halves, then they won the second half 2-1. We ended up hitting the post twice. Saka could have scored. Um, Abamyang also could have scored, both hitting the post. I don't think that would have, um, you know, been saying too much for the way we played if we'd scored six because I thought we were really, really good. But, um, yeah, we just we just dropped off a bit, which I think is normal in any game when you're 4-0 up. Um, we will talk about the substitutions because there was a lot of anger about them. Um, should we should we jump on the William thing, Danny? Because yeah. lots of people I saw were very upset. So Smith Rowe came off on the 62nd minute. We've conceded one goal at this point. We're already being a little bit slack. We're not playing that great in the second half. And Leeds are playing much better. Um, so William comes on. Smith Rowe coming off makes perfect sense to me. Kids played loads of football. We're starting to look tired. We've got big games coming up. He's obviously going to be key to that. Every game since he's, he made he made a <clears> breakthrough <throat> against Chelsea, he's played every league game, which is what seven or eight games in a row, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and immediately, Twitter is awash with <laughs> Arteta doesn't know what he's doing. Why is he bringing on uh, Willian? Why is he not bringing on you know Pepe, who's been in good form? Or why is he not playing Martinelli? Why is Reese uh, Nelson not even on the bench as an option? He should be there ahead of William. I get it, people. You don't like William. I understand. I'm not his biggest fan either. I was before he joined, and he's been shit. It's fair to say. He's had two good games, the Fulham game and whatever the game was where he came as a sub and defended really well. The The issue is that he gave the ball away a lot. Now, I get that. I think he, I think he had 10 or 12 touches, and he gave the ball away five times. Not good. The logic I get anyway, and I don't know if you agree with this, Danny, is because of the games we've got coming up, you bring on players like William and Elneny as well, who we get to, because you want to rest your key players and have them fully fit and have them available for Benfica, Man City, the return leg for Benfica, which is obviously none of the games are in Portugal, which is weird, um, and the Leicester game. So for me, that the William substitution and the Elneny one made perfect sense. I, I didn't have an issue with it. If the fans were back in the stadium, do you think Arteta would have made the Willian sub just because the way he's more than likely going to be abused the moment Arsenal fans are back in the stadium every time he touches the ball? I don't know if a manager would ever want... Make, I know they protect younger players by by not, not by taking them off and not putting them into situations or taking them out whenever they can. But I don't think you really care about a bloke who's, what, 31, Brazilian international... Um, experienced player every level of football I mean I tweeted a picture I did a screen grab of him coming on and just put the word no and tweeted it you know just playing the game because because I mean like that um, so don't you do wonder why he does that why Martinelli would have come on and he would have been running around and he'd, he'd have caused trouble but I can't I had a look on who scored.com they said William touched the ball 12 times and for a bloke to have come on and played what best part of half hour football, twenty five minutes of football, to touch it twelve times at no point was it was just like this the whole time, yeah. like he was waiting for a bus, yeah. hey. And then he was he came on and started on the left, and then he drifted over to the middle, and then he went back over to the left again. At no point did he do any of the the, the kind of sprinting, running, getting to the ball, trying to start stuff like you'd see from Saka or especially Martinelli or Smith Rowe or, or even Obama Young today. He was uh, he was all over the place, which was really good. So it's um, I really I don't see the point in it. But if I knew anything about football, like I always say, to people, if I knew anything, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you, John. I'd be managing Arsenal to their fourteenth consecutive Premier League title. <laughs> so um, there you go. I know nothing. 
just my my rationale. Look, I'm I'm not. I've tried to defend William at times this season, and I'm giving up now because he's been playing so badly. Um, I think the idea is that he is a consistency player, and generally he will retain possession. Today, again, he didn't. He gave it away a lot. My issue with people saying bring on Martinelli instead, we're struggling in the game. He injects some energy and pace. I understand that, but at that point in the game, we're not on the front foot. We don't have a lot of the ball. Leeds have got a lot more of it. And I think if you look at who would work harder defensively, Martinelli might run all day and he might run back a lot as well, which I don't have an issue with. He's very good at that. His commitment's fantastic. But I do think in the last couple of games where William has come on, on the ball, he hasn't been great. Off the ball, defensively, he's actually worked quite hard. And I think the 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 factor was after Alioski came off, um, Leeds got a lot more into the game and Arteta has gone, OK, we just need to shore things up, give the fullbacks a bit more help because Leeds are getting in down both sides. William makes sense. You keep Martinelli fresh for Benfica. Uh, I don't think there's any logic in bringing Pepe on. I like Pepe. I think he's been playing really well. But defensively, he's not there for me. Um, the Reese Nelson one is kind of a mute point because he's not in the squad at all. That's the whole bigger issue with the fact they didn't manage to get him out on loan. Um, I just, I think there's a, every team has a boo boy. Arsenal fans love a boo boy. Um, oh, and I go back to a boo way, wasn't it? And, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I understand it, but I just think if you win a game four, two, I'm not saying you can't question the manager's substitutions. Of course you can. But I don't think the fact that we've already conceded a goal and we're not playing great at that point and we've conceded a lot of possession and, um, you know, positionally we were starting to look a little bit ragged. That's not all William. That's the other players on the pitch. Yes, he didn't keep the ball very well. But, um, I'm not denying that at all. But um, it, you look at other players, Saka by that point looked really tired. He still had the chance and he hit the post. And I think in the end, if he had scored, I think he might have been called for offside. I think he was just off. Um, but you, you can't put all the blame on Willian. And I I don't think the players on the pitch are going to look and say, oh, Willian's coming on. We're all just going to give up now because we think he's useless. I think the one thing you have seen with this team, with what Arteta's done, he's tried to get the squad to a point where they're all people who get along, they buy into it, they like the mentality and they work hard together. That's why you've seen all these other players kicked out because they were sort of the negative influence in the dressing room. And I think if that was the case and William was one of those, maybe you can't kick him out straight away because you've only just signed him, but you just wouldn't pick him at all because we've seen that Arteta is ruthless with players. He's done it to Guendouzi, Socrates, Mustafi, uh, Meza Ozil, you know, uh, Kalasinic. All of those guys, they're gone. So um, I, I don't think he's a negative influence on the team. It's more his individual performance wasn't great. But the whole team, the team as a whole is their performance just dropped at that point and had already before he's come on the pitch. Um, the Elneny substitution for me also made perfect sense. Odegaard hasn't started the game yet, hasn't done a full 90 minutes, hasn't played a lot of football this season. I thought he was really good today. I really like the way him and Ceballos linked up. Um, the interchange between him and Smith-Rowe, there was one moment in the game where Odegaard brought, brought a ball down, was just like beautiful touch, little one-two with Cedric and just like dance around two players. Showed some talent. Some of his through balls didn't quite come off today. But again, that's that's just the case of of spending time with the team and learning more their movements. Um, so bringing El Nelly on to shore it up makes sense. And then Tobias, who I thought was probably one of his best performances today in an Arsenal shirt. Continuing um, to play for a while. Mm, I thought he was really, really good 
really, really good today. And, and Holding came on for him and, and we saw the game out. Um, a little bit of a scare at the end there with Aubameyang when he went down and Arteta was a bit angry. They didn't kick the ball out. I don't, necessarily, was... I don't necessarily have a problem with Leeds not kicking the ball out there because unless it's a head injury, you don't really have to, do you? But did you notice in the right in the beginning of the first half, um, no, partway through the first half, their player went down in the middle of the field and he laid on the ball and Xhaka tried to get the ball off him and there was mm. no, at no point was any of that a foul. He stopped, gave, the, gave her a free kick to them. Two minutes later, I think um, Saka got brought down in near the corner flag and the referee didn't give it. And then later on, um, Xhaka was tumbled, brought down in, in a similar way and he didn't give the free kick then either. Yeah. They were standing right near them. Makes you think, think this is why referees, this is why you get so much grief because things like that happen. If anything, that should have been a drop ball. Your Leeds player is sitting on the ball. Either give it a free kick to Arsenal or a drop ball. But what you don't do is give the free kick to, to Leeds because he's sitting on the bloody ball, not wanting to let go of it. Yeah. Anyway, no. who but, you know, um, if if you want to question the substitutions and William coming on, I, I, I don't necessarily have an issue with it. But for me, I'd just go... Scored four goals for about 50-odd minutes. We played really good football, totally outplayed Leeds. Um, probably should have scored a couple more. Um, they were at least worth a goal because I thought they had enough like good attacking intent when they did get on it. Um, and we won the game, so I don't have an issue. Also, I predicted the correct scoreline, so I'm very happy with that. Um, we are going to go to some listener questions uh, in a minute. But before oh, we do... I've read some of them. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, so if you do have any questions, drop them in the chat or Twitch if you're watching there, which is a good little series segue. This is amazing, Danny. I'm such oh, a pro. Um, if you're not watching live on YouTube, you could be watching live on Twitch. Um, what's our Twitch, Danny? Is it, AB, uh, is it ABW or Burkamp Wonderland? I can't actually remember. No, because I've got it open at the moment because they're funny with uh, it is ah underscore Burkamp underscore Wonderland. And if enough people end up, there's five people watching at the moment. There is uh, there's Nick who's in charge there. There's me, there's the Highbury, and I don't know who they are. There's I, Claudius, and Carnage, 1618, was there. And if enough people get in there and are regularly watching, then I can do little, I can put a sound effect on there, like Chris saying, Chris saying something stupid, and you can put exclamation mark Chris, and then it will play the audio of Chris saying something stupid. So um, I can do things like that whenever. That's only if there's enough people in there watching yeah um so yeah if you're enjoying this on the youtube please hit the thumbs up button and give us a like um if you want to know when we go live next hit the subscribe button and then hit the bell icon and you'll be notified any time we go live as danny said we're on twitch we're on periscope uh sometimes we're on facebook but not always no, we don't do periscope anymore oh periscope we don't do periscope anymore. twitter and twitter have decided to shut it down like they did with <coughs> what was that other one we used to be able to do vine uh, vines no, they vine, that yes. shut. i think you can still broadcast in a similar way to um, Periscope, but it just goes straight. Oh, maybe, maybe we'll have to go on TikTok or Snapchat or something. I don't know. All, all the other ones, all the things. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so if you do enjoy that, please click all the buttons and do the thing. And if you do uh, watch on Twitch then uh, and you have Amazon Prime and you don't normally watch Twitch, then you could subscribe to our Twitch for f- totally free. doesn't cost you any money. comes this a little free thing on Amazon Prime that they give you. You can subscribe to anybody on Twitch. Um, and I think it gives us a whole £2.50 or something stupid like that. But there you go. Until we, until we get an average of 75 people watching for every show live on Twitch, we only get £2.50 mm. of, the, of the money. Yeah. There you go. Josh has joined us in the top now. Carl was there for a little while. Yeah. It just makes us feel like there's more of us here, less than. Yeah. So we'll just go to your questions. Um, so Phil Macker asked about the penalty, uh, which obviously we addressed. 
Um, so we'll skip that one. Sorry, Phil, but I hope we did answer it to the fullest for you. Uh, Carlito Elguna, uh, what about Odegaard? How much will Arsenal pay if he comes good? What do you reckon, Danny? What do you reckon is a good price for Martin Odegaard? It's so hard to tell because he joined Real Madrid at the age of, I think he was 14 or 15. He's had a few years in playing for the, the B team. Then was it Heverine he was at? And then he's been at um, was it Real Sociedad. I know it was one of those. I was yeah, Sociedad. Teams. He had a very good season, yeah. Yeah. So going by that one season at Sociedad, you think, <clears> well, <throat> maybe he's a £30 million player. For Norway, he's one of their most important players, maybe maxing £40 million. I think Real Madrid, but there's so much in debt. They may take 25 quid for offers for him. But <laughs> I think if we wanted him, I haven't seen anything from him at the moment that means I want him more than having Smith Rowe play in that position. But we've got him for the rest mm. of the season. At the moment, I don't want him. I don't want Ceballos either. But if he lives up to his reputation, he's going to be a £40 million player, which is something we, we can't afford. We've got too many young players coming through to go and spunk a load of money on him like that. What do you think? Yeah, I, for me, he's... If if the hype plus what I've seen so far, and I've been watching more of his clips from when he was at Sociedad, it's harder to judge when you're just watching sort of compilations and stuff because I didn't, I never watched much La Liga. Um, but he could be a 30, 40 million pound player. But you know, there's always possibilities of deals. Um, like you said, Madrid are in some level of debt, and I think the big thing on it will depend on whether Zidane is still there as manager next season. Um, but it's really hard to judge on what a price player is going to be because of COVID and everything else and football clubs are losing a lot of money there's some great clips of um, Arsene Wenger from I think he was on BN Sports yesterday talking about all sorts of things about what player he hated selling the most and other things but he was talking about how much money football has lost as a whole um, just from COVID so there's a lot less money around so the prices may change on players so you know we'll see what happens with that but if he continues if he plays like he did today and in, continues to improve and does that for the rest of the season, then I think there's a fair shout for trying to sign him. So I think having the options of Pepe, Smithro, Odegaard, Saka, as sort of any three of those, uh, any sorry, any of those four in those three positions, I, I think is a really good a good option to have. But we shall see. Um, Julian Salmon, who has been a member for two months on YouTube. Thank you, Julian. Um, is Willian still being paid by Chelsea? <laughs> So he's been paid by someone, and it's uh, it's not really working out for him, is it? It's, he is going to come good sooner or later. You you can't be that lacklustre and shit. I'm just sorting out. I've got these lovely hand warmers. They're a phone charger. Well, they're only fifteen quid off of Amazon, and they get really really hot. And I use them because I have poor circulation. Um, I forgot what I was talking about now. See, that's what I've done. Best we move on. Okay, well, there you go. I hope that answered your question, Julian. What was um, the question? It was, is Willian still being paid by Chelsea? No, of course he isn't. Silly boy. No, I, I uh, yeah, no, he's not. Oh, we go. We've got some quotes here from Rudy Rastos. Um, okay. Uh, Mikel Arteta on the win. I'm very pleased with the result, and I'm very, very happy with the performance, especially in the first half against a fantastic team, well, it's about slightly over-egging the pudding, as uh, someone who cooks might say. They make life so difficult for you, followed up by, I think we handled and read the situations really well and created some big problems. And the third one, I think they're, we, we're much more efficient and more composed. We took our time when it was needed. Our decision-making was much better. Yeah, I, I think it was today. I think... You know, start of the season, we didn't create chances. 
then the last few months we've been creating more but not taking them. And um, I know the Wolves and uh, Villa game was disappointing, but I think the run before that, we showed that we were creating the chances and taking them now. We, we're taking that extra step. So a new follow I, on Twitch. Guna ZY09 joined three minutes ago. And then I yeah. said, hello. Magical Thank you very much. Amazing. Magic. Um, uh, Avon Teddy asked, "Why is Danny changing the pictures?" If you're just listening to this as a podcast uh, live on oh, yeah. uh, live on YouTube, Danny puts pictures up and stuff. So, despite putting up pictures of the players and goals, he's also putting up pictures of members of ABW. So there is Carl in a very fetching white outfit. There is uh, some guy called Indy Chris with red hair. Um, there's an Ellis. There was a Josh as well. Um, yeah, it's just because sometimes you might miss them. Oh, and there's God. God is in the corner as That's well. That's Birdcamp with a beard. Yeah, it's God. I know. Yeah. yeah. It is. We'll have <laughs> so, no one for now. <laughs> there you go. That's why. People can vote on who you want up there. I'll go and get some more. <laughs> uh, Divyun Ray. Uh, Divyun Ray Vide. I'm so sorry. I've butchered your name. Divyun. He's really oh, told Divyun. Me oh, yeah. apologies. Divyun. in India. Uh, is it possible that William has a clause in his contract of minimum games a season or we pay him more? Essentially opposite of the Murray situation. Um, no, I don't think anyone's ever had a minimum games. There might be, you do get in contracts where you sign a player where if they play a certain number of games, you have to pay the club extra money. But no, I don't think William has that. I just think it's a case of, look, Arteta put a lot of faith in him, in William when they signed him, and he's trying to play him into good form. And for me, it does make sense. When you're falling up in a game and you're playing quite well, as you think the sub came a little bit too late, you could then try and put a player who's not playing great and try and improve their form and say, look, the team's playing well, get on the pitch, get involved, try and up your confidence. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work today. Uh, a couple more. On his show, that, um, there's talk that, uh, that <clears throat> Arteta was told in the summer, for new players, it's William or nothing. Oh, now, wow. if Tom says that, and Tom does know people who know people, so if that could well be the case, but then Tom said... Then we've got Gabrielle and Party anyway, so who yeah. knows? But yeah. who maybe knows? It's, it's an explanation. Yeah. Uh, Mike Hurts, we'll do a couple more questions and then we'll wrap up. Um, why do you think Nelson can't even make the bench? We had three centre-backs and I had nothing but kind words for him at the start of the season. Uh, the question isn't really motivated, by the way. Um, the Nelson one is weird. I think at the start of the season, you saw him a couple of times and he looked... Um, you know, promising. The problem I have with Nelson is that he was good in the Europa League against, let's be honest, very, very poor teams. Um, I, I don't have a, a, I'm not surprised by that. Whenever he played in the league, and I know it was very limited minutes, it quite frankly wasn't good enough for what we want. Um, I'm not saying that that means that Willian is a better player or anything like that. I, I'd rather see Pepe or Martinelli play over Willian. Uh, there's probably others as well. Even if, if we still had Willock, I would have played him as well over William. The, the issue I've got with Nelson, and this is a fault of the club and not necessarily Arteta's fault, maybe it's more on Edu, is the fact they didn't get him a loan deal like they did with Maitland-Niles and they did with Willock. You've seen, I mean, Maitland-Niles made some serious cock-ups today, but Willock's done quite well since he joined Newcastle. Got a goal, I think, on his first game, didn't he? And yeah, they were like yeah. down to nine men and was playing really well. So I'm pleased for him and I hope that loan works out for him. Nelson really needed that loan. And if his development is either stunted or he gets frustrated and asked to leave, 
that for me is more on Edu not managing to secure that. Um, it, and as Cactus Cash says as well, he's also had quite a few injuries this season. So I don't know. Um, the Nelson one is strange. There's a player in there, whether he'll make it at the top, very top level, I, I've got no idea. Um, it will, time will tell. But if he stays at the club longer and he doesn't really play this season, then yeah, he's going to have to go somewhere and just play for a full season um, at, at get games because it's just not working out for him at Arsenal at the moment. It does make you wonder. Chelsea um, show, um, showed their game against Arsenal, the under-23 game, and Nelson was in that, and he was uh, so much above everyone else. And then the next game, we go to Man United, we lose 3-0. I think this is on Friday night. He wasn't included in the game, and he wasn't a sub. Yeah. So it could be constant niggling injuries, inability to keep fit. That's, I doubt very much Arteta hates him. No, I don't, I don't think there's anything yeah. like that. Um, I think it's different to the situation with Maitland-Niles where he relied on him at first and then didn't pick him because I think you saw Maitland-Niles, when he's focused, can be very good. But the moment he switches off, his ability to pass and everything else just disappears from the game. And I think that's why they did send him out on loan. Um, and I think he'll be punished under Allardyce if he doesn't switch on enough in games. Um, right, last question, and then we will wrap up. Uh, from Julian Salmon, um, do you think we'll see Saliba play in the first team? He's definitely trying to burn his bridges with us. What do you reckon, Danny? He has been nothing short of astounding. If we have, I've started doing, I'm doing a couple of shows I enjoy doing again, the preview show and the lone watch, because I enjoy doing them and they're, and they're fun. And it helps me remember where all the players are doing and what they're up to. And he has been fantastic for Nice. He won player a month last month. The, the last game, not the PSG one, but the one before PSG, he got eight eight interceptions or eight tackles in or dis whatever it was against PSG. Someone has done a, a Twitter montage of all the stuff. He's playing PSG, one of the best teams in the world, with some of the most expensive players in the world, and he's getting the ball and passing it. He, he was at he was at the left back position and with his right foot lobbed it all the way over to the right wing pinpoint pass and he was just taking his time and playing it out from the back like, like he, he was under no pressure at all playing against PSG the bloke has got so much skill he, there's just things going on in his life that video has come up which we don't talk about um, the, the French FA are looking into that and but I don't want it to be one of them car crash careers where he has got so much promise and it is ruined by the, either the people around him or his own stupidity I mean at 19 John how much of a tit were you I was oh, two massive tits. tit. I mean, honestly, I was the biggest tit you've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, the, the thing with the interview is I don't think it's necessarily bad what you're saying. You know, if I'm a footballer and I've been signed for a lot of money, the manager changes, you then join the club finally after a year um, and you only play two and a half games. As a player, you're probably going, well, hang on a minute, I'm better than this. Um, I deserve to play. Uh, I, I should be given more of a chance. So I get his frustration. I don't think anything he said has been massively negative. I think you have to read it in the context of the whole interview. Um, and I think he will want to come back to Arsenal. I'm Hopefully. not sure that Arteta has like a particular problem with him. I just think the club as a whole has managed the situation really badly. Um, from the way we structured the deal in the first place was very weird. The amount of money was slightly odd and a bit dubious, um, the loan deal back, and then the whole thing with not being letting him play in the cup final, um, him then coming in and not managing to find him a loan, uh, loan deal in this, uh, before the season started. Because I think if that had happened, then maybe you could have seen him coming back in January and then coming into the team. So, yeah, th there's just a lot of issues around it are the problem. And 
I I think the player himself and his talent is obviously there. Um, and as long as those other things around it and the the club sort of above Arteta, basically Edu and Vinay and those sort of people, fix those issues that they've cocked up over the last year, then hopefully he'll come back and I could see him playing alongside Gabriel when we've got two centre-backs who've got a bit of pace, both big, powerful, can play the ball out from the back, comfortable on the ball. Um, and they could be a really, you know, that could be a long, long-term long seven, eight years centre-back partnership together, um, which would be really nice because we haven't had that for quite a while. So there you go. Don't want it to be another like um, formerly knows of her. It is Saliba Francis' answer to Lord Bentner, who only now is realising how much he messed up his career by being a dickhead. Yeah. So many players do it. Yeah, I don't think, you know, the, the whole thing with the video, we won't go into details on it here, but it, it's a video from when he was, you know, 16, 17. When you're that Nothing age, do you do us. stupid things and it's not him who's released it, it's someone else. And, you know, it, I'm sure he regrets having the video and whatever, but when you're that age, you, you send things to girls or boys or whatever. It doesn't matter. You make mistakes. Oh, um, Birdie's shoot. back. He's not dead. Oh, well, there you go. That's a lovely note. Danny's cat is alive and he's not dead. That's very and nice. And Sean's mum's just going to get us Chinese. Oh, lovely stuff. Well, that's a perfect way to wrap up the show. <laughs> so don't forget, tap the like button. Um, be happy with 142. Doesn't matter that William came on. Don't worry about it. If you want to moan about it, leave it tomorrow. Just enjoy the win. Enjoy laughing at Spurs. Enjoy laughing at Davison. Was it Davison Sanchez? Sanchez? Yeah, falling over. What was that? If you if if you haven't seen it yet, go and find it on Twitter. Enjoy the, the Twitter post that is Harry Maguire pointing at things and pointing at Sanchez on the floor because that just made it even funnier. <laughs> so yeah, go and enjoy yourself. Um, be sure to like, subscribe, hit the bell, find the Twitch, do the things, and if you want to, you know, trim yourself up, go and use the Manscaped and all that stuff. Oh, how you getting well. on with yours? It's lovely. I do need to go and trim myself up, actually. But it's been very cold, so I'll let it grow back a bit to keep the warmth yeah, in. Keep you know. warm. Yeah. <laughs> thank you all for watching, Danny. Thank you for joining me. Do the button, Danny. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog. <laughs>